0: Hello there, beer, baseball, and binds fan. This is Steve Carpenter with Yakima Chief.
1: This is Joe Catron. I'm VP of Yakima Chief Ranches. Yeah,
0: and we're here for uh, our traditional last episode of the year, of year three, right? And uh, traditionally, we uh, seek out a brewery who is connected with the World Series champions. And this year, of course, it's the L.A. Dodgers. And we are very honored to have Justinian Kerr, who is the head brewer with Buzz Rock Brewing down in Torrance, California. And uh, welcome to the show, Justinian. It's great to have you.
2: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. How about them Dodgers? Uh, I suspect that uh, the folks down in the L.A. area are pretty excited about having the world champions this year
2: most definitely um, you know it was, it was very cool being here and uh, you know we've we've been fortunate enough to you know even kind of expand our seating we've we've got the brewery and then the restaurant here with a lot, a lot of patio space and um so it kind of became a really good space for everybody to gather and watch the game so it was it was great to see everybody excited and celebrating
0: yeah uh, I traveled down to uh the Phoenix area every year to watch a little spring training and actually the ballpark that's closest to where our house is down there is the one there at Camelback where the uh, Dodgers uh, play their uh, uh, spring training games and they share a ballpark with the Chicago White Sox. Um, Have you ever been out to spring training, Justinian?
2: You know, I did. I went, I went once, um, some years ago and, um, just about every year when spring training happens, I, I hope to make it again, and then I look at my schedule and realize I can't. Um,
0: <laughs> There's beer Thursday to be well. brewed. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> great. Um, well, uh, congratulations to the Dodgers, and, and hopefully it brought a little uh, uh, beer business to your business as as the uh, World Series crescendo happened. And uh one of the things that uh, you guys did that was very intriguing to us is you came up with a special beer called Kershaw's Wicked Curve. It's, it's a grapefruit wheat ale, and uh, mm-hmm. we we've, we've poured uh, a glass here uh, to kind of sample it and see what uh, our thought process is. But uh, tell us a little bit about that beer and the idea behind it.
2: Yeah, so it, it's been a very cool process from the start. Um, you know, our um, what's always been part of our, um, you know, our brewery's branding and, and kind of uh, ethos is um, a connection with, you know, celebrities and, and sort of being able to make beers for them. You know, we've, we're we kind of a dual concept brewery, we have Buzz Rock, and then we also have George Lopez's Taloco Brewing, and we, we run both brands out of here. And then the idea is to also hook up with other celebrity friends and connections and be able to make beers for them, so... Clayton Kershaw was one um, of the first ones. And the original idea behind the beer was to uh, brew a beer for Clayton and to have it available at the stadium at a annual uh, ping pong challenge that he has there uh, for his charity. <laughs> Great. Um, so yeah, that was the original concept is to get that into the 19.2 ounce cans and, and have it available at that event. Um, but of course then we, we shut down in the middle of that and, and everything changed. So yeah, um, you know, beyond that, we we still moved forward with the beer, but you know, then we were able to put it in cans. And um, you know, this one was a really, really interesting uh, process for me. Usually, when I you know make a recipe, uh, it, it's a very personal inspiration for me, and you know, I can almost taste the beer in my head. You know, um, <laughs> and I, I put together a recipe and everything, and, and you have to wait. But then, once it's ready, I'm evaluating it against what that vision was. Whereas this one was kind of a little bit different because our, our owner actually worked with Clayton and, you know, he liked wheat beers and he suggested a grapefruit wheat. So instead of this like very internal inspiration from me, it was sort of like there was that guidance as far as what the beer was going to be. And I went from there and made a recipe with my, my brewer, the time, Alex. And um, so it, it was just funny that once it was ready, it was kind of this sense of like, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to taste this beer and I, I don't, hundred percent know what I'm even expecting. I just, you know, like <laughs> went, went into it a little bit more blind than usual, but, um, yeah, when I, when we first finished the first batch and, and, and tasted it, I, I went, this is a gr- this is great. It's, it's perfect for what it is. In my opinion, you know, uh, nice and juicy with the, the grapefruit, um, nothing overbearing as far as, you know, high ABV or super high bitterness. Um, I don't know about you guys, but personally for me, if I'm going out to the stadium, I don't necessarily always want, you know, some kind of, like, heavy IPA when I'm sitting out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times something, something light in a, in a tall can is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this to me was light and refreshing, and, and it, was a, it was a great um, sort of example of what we wanted. I think it worked really well.
0: Yeah. No, for those uh, of our listeners, obviously, that can't see this can, you got a picture of Clayton Kershaw and uh, this uh Baseball with a, I assume that's a grapefruit stem on the side of it that's sticking out of the exactly. baseball, and I, that's got to be the secret to Kershaw's wicked curve. Is, is <laughs> pulls using, a string on it. Yeah, pulls that little <laughs> uh, string down using that little grapefruit stem. But uh, no, it's it's a great concept. And and so what was uh, uh, we understand that uh, Clayton Kershaw actually had some. Uh, some input into it, and part of the proceeds go to uh, fund his uh, uh, foundation. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't work directly with him. Uh, I think he, he wanted to make it into the brewery and work directly, um, but he was in the middle of the season, and they had all kinds of COVID restrictions. Sure. Um, so that made it difficult. Yep. Um, but our, our owner kind of, uh, you know, kind of spoke with him about what he liked and and that's where we came up with the the grapefruit wheat beer. Um, and then, yeah. Um, worked from there. Um, sorry if I did, I miss part of that question now. I think it
1: is. (laughs) No, it was cool. Justin. we were just curious, you know, I mean, with, uh, with Ellen and Clayton's, uh, charity that they have going and how that, how that all fits in with what you guys are doing here and those proceeds and how they're being used, you know, around LA and it also says it mentions Dallas and then Zambia and the Dominican Republic, which I thought was pretty interesting. Can you shed some light on that?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, you know, for me being, being a brewer, I'm not, you know, sort of involved in, in the exact details of that, but, uh, yeah, that's all the, all the, uh, royalties from the beer, um, are going towards his foundation. And I, I mean, I, I've, I've really only read about it myself. Um, But yeah, in the, the, I thought it was really cool, um, you know, kind of picking a local area and then some international areas. Um, you know, to me, that was awesome to see as a baseball fan too, knowing, you know, especially like in the Dominican, you know, it's cool that, you know, Clayton and his wife have a a heart for that. Um, you know, with so many probably of the people that they come in contact with from day to day in, in the MLB, (laughs) in the MLB coming from the Dominican. Um, and then uh, I, and you know, I, I gotta say, I, I'd love to actually um, understand better why Zambia was picked, but um, that's amazing. It's amazing too. And you know, that's, I don't know I, I, if it's the same for you guys, but when I, when I see kind of, you know, celebrities or, or, big names in sports, it's, it's so great to see a guy like Clayton Kershaw, who's, you know, really like, he's a hall of famer, obviously. Um, but doesn't have an ego about him. Um, i always experienced him you know going through his career with tons of class and uh to see him you know i don't know to me the charity feels well thought out and and very considerate you know and it's it's not some sort of you know easy easy effort or something like that if, if that makes sense
1: no i agree with you from the outside looking in you know i've always admired that guy too even uh, not just in the times, the good times. You know, it seems like a lot of people's character, real true characters revealed in the tough times. And obviously Clayton before this year had uh, a lot of challenges in the playoffs. It would be the, the best pitcher in the league all season and then kind of blow it in the playoffs every year. And that kind of became part of his uh, reputation, you know. And his it, it was never make excuses or point fingers. It was, hey, it wasn't my best day and just handled, handled victory and defeat with with grace in class. So I agree with you. He's yeah, a dude. good guy to partner with there definitely. So Justin, I was looking at your LinkedIn page. It looks like you'd spent some time at a fairly well-known brewery uh, before t- heading yeah. over to Buzzrock. Uh, our friends down at Stone Brewing look like they uh, enjoyed your presence for about a decade, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, uh, you know, I, I had a chemical engineering degree from UCSD, and um, I spent some years buying uh, cars after that, um, <laughs> <laughs> which was great use of my degree, but um, natural progression. Yeah, and then, you know fortunate after that to go through the UC Davis Master Brewers program um, back in 2008 and honestly, I, I look back at that and I, I was so lucky. Um, that was like the last year that there wasn't a ridiculous waiting list for it. Hmm. Um, I, I think I called them about like two days before applications were due and, and more, mostly was just asking, hey, if I actually send this in, do I even have a chance of getting in? And uh, they said, "Yeah, yeah. If you hurry up and do it, we've got a couple spots left. You should be good." So, nice. Wow. And then, like, the next year comes around, and I'm like, "Whoa! <laughs> I never would have got into this." Yeah. But um, yeah. Then you know the the connection at Stone was super crazy. My my now wife, um, her roommate at the time baby sapper, Steve Wagner's kid. Oh wow. That's <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, I actually, I had, before I even went up to Davis, I had gone for an informational interview with Steve and Mitch and um, you know, kind of had some time there and, and, you know, they kind of told me, Hey, we, we'd be hiring you on the bottling line right now for like nine bucks an hour. And I was like, Oh shoot, I'm living in PB and making like, you know, whatever I'm making with my tips. So I couldn't really do that, but yeah, I went through the program and then, and then, was fortunate enough to land a job as an assistant brewer there. And, you know, I went through so many different roles there as an assistant brewer, scrubbing everything that I could around the brewery, uh, you know, and running the filter, um, which is coming in handy now running a, you know, a pressure relief filter. Not everybody in the brewing industry does that anymore. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, installing the centrifuge, running the brew house, uh, you know, I was able to build the training program there and, um, you know, beyond that, work in, in daily operations and kind of oversee production uh, in the brewery. Um, so, yeah, I, I learned a ton, spent a decade, um, tons of amazing beers there through the years. Uh, can't even recall half of them now, but, yeah, the, it was a great, great deal.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I- I know Mitch Stills moved on now, but that guy, he uh, comes up him. and visits all yep. the time. I just Yeah, I love, love interacting with him. Seems like an awesome guy to learn from.
0: Yeah. So Absolutely. Your your future wife was uh, babysitting Steve Wagner's kids while you were babysitting his beer. That's basically how that works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, well my, my wife's roommate. She's a roommate. But, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go.
0: Close enough. Yeah, uh, but definitely. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's amazing. It's such a small world. Uh, that you can make great. all those connections especially the the craft beer world yep. uh, and I uh, know uh, it's a great great uh, honor for us to be play a small role in uh, helping you guys make great beer so uh, um, well let's get back to the dodgers I mean these dodgers uh looks to me like they're pretty much uh, they got to be the favorites for next year too I mean they got everybody back they got that mookie kid out there in right field Um they got Kyle Seeger's brother playing shortstop. Um, <laughs> right, it, they've got a couple free agents though. Is, isn't Justin Turner a free agent this year? I think. He, I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think he is. And then uh, as soon as
1: he comes off the COVID list, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I had to chuckle at that. I mean, how are you going to keep a guy off the field celebrating a World Series I know. That just ain't going to happen. I don't care who you are. Uh that was in, it,
2: an interesting one for me too. <laughs> thinking, wow, this is the pinnacle of his career, you yeah. know, like I kinda get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then uh I think the other one is uh Jock Peterson, Jock Peterson I think is uh a free agent as well. And uh but no, the core of that team uh with Bellinger and Pollock and, and uh Max Muncie over there at first base and Will Smith, I mean, he kind of had a breakout season this year, too, behind the plate, uh, had a great, great year. And then the Dodgers pitching is just always uh, stellar, so you usually don't have to worry about that too much, uh, even when they have an off year. So looks to me like you guys might be celebrating this time next year, too.
2: You know, um, yeah, I, you got to give them credit. They've they've built a really good program, and you know, obviously, they have the money to spend, and that's that's apparent. Um, but beyond that, they have so many pieces that they've brought up through the farm and and developed uh, that way as well. Yeah, um, it seems seems to be a model that uh, I don't know. I, I guess I would say that uh, every MLB team would follow if they had the money aspect. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what everyone try to emulate yeah it's been so many years now they've constructed it in such a way that it wasn't just like a you know one or two year push or anything like that they're no, they're able to sustain it so it's just impressive for sure,
0: yeah you know Joe, you may not know this, but I actually played a game at Camelback at the uh, spring training facilities against the dodgers uh, All right. and uh it was uh This year at the Seattle Mariner Fantasy Camp, at the end of the week, we got to get on the bus and travel over to Camelback and play a group of L.A. Dodger campers. The only problem we had was our team was made up of 50- and 60 year old somethings like myself, and the Dodgers had these guys that could just run around. They had a bunch of young guys. I don't know. (laughs) I... You, you know, fantasy camp, here's how I would describe it. It's something that's extremely fun, and if you're young and can still play a little bit of baseball, you can't afford it. And then by the time you get to my age and you can kind of afford it, you can't play anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow the Dodgers had all these kids
1: that were just, you know. I think it's just that SoCal lifestyle, man. It keeps you young. Must be. You know, up must here be. Up here in the snow and cold, you just you tend to age quicker.
0: Yeah. But that was just fun. I, I've been I've been to many ball ball games at the uh, Camelback Stadium uh, to actually get onto the field and play. That was that was uh, something else, something uh, yeah. uh I'll I'll cherish for a long time. Um, we ended up losing the game, by the way, but not uh, surprised. Uh, 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 but it was still a a, a fun thing. Um, so was Camelback? Was that? Ballpark even there when the last time you were down there, Justinian, because it's a fairly new ballpark. Oh man, I'm not sure. That must have been 2011 or so when okay. I was there down there. All right, it it uh, uh, the Giants play out at Scottsdale, and that ballpark's oh. an old one that's been around for a while. Okay. But the the Camelback, because the Dodgers used to play their spring training in uh, Vero Beach in Florida, right. Mm. And they went together with the White Sox and built the stadium. And I think it was about that time. I want to say 2011, 2012, somewhere in there, um, that 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 ballpark was uh, built. But nice, very nice ballpark. It's uh, probably one of the top three in terms of just a nice place to go watch a a baseball game in the spring. Um, But yeah, uh,
2: spring training feel is just amazing. Oh yeah, and it's all you know, getting so close to. You know the fans and the players, and it's just yeah, it's way more intimate. Yep, that's yep. actually. You know, I'm just remembering. I had a I had a second chance to go to spring training. I just I didn't associate it with that for a second because I uh, also I played in a, a really crazy fantasy baseball week, and um, one of the guys actually was in PR for the Giants. Um, so we actually did our draft inside the press box of the Giants Stadium out oh, there cool. in Scottsdale.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah
2: yeah and the next, next day we were able to walk on the field and stuff that was that was pretty amazing yeah saw just how big bruce ochi's head was <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: i love him i i i uh i mean his walks to the mound they just look like they're so painful because mm-hmm. you know he's squatting all of his career <laughs> those down knees there. are bad yeah, but oh yeah exactly but uh that guy could manage i tell you that he knew which buttons to to push um and Dave Roberts had a pretty good year, you know. He kind of like Kershaw kind of got the lived down the reputation, the, bit. the the playoff curse type thing yeah. uh, after being part of that uh, Red Sox team that broke the curse. It just seems like uh, uh this was a good uh, opportunity to see him break through and uh come out with a with a trophy. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about Hops. I mean, that's kind of the other part of our world. Uh, <laughs> we we uh, survived the harvest uh the covid mm-hmm. style harvest with the virtual harvest and uh, missed all of our brewing friends coming up and doing selection this year but uh we we did uh, the best we could without them joe what's Definitely. uh what are hop uh <clears throat> thinking about and doing this time of the year when uh harvest is over and they're probably all back from their hunting trips
1: yeah exactly there's <laughs> still a lot of people hunting elk right now um from what i understand but uh Yeah, on the the farm level, a lot of guys are already looking forward to 2021, you know, Uh, whether it be uh, lending out what fields they're going to be pulling out and swapping varieties or uh, what varieties they're going to be planting. So there's all sorts of uh, allocation and uh, that sort of thing needs to happen. And then on our side at Yakima Chief Ranches, um, you know, our obviously core competency is breeding and developing new hops. And so uh, we're we're in the phase now post-harvest where we're going through and evaluating uh, all of our early uh, single hill uh, selections. Um, so going through and processing those and um, running them through our lab up here at YCH and um, seeing the different compounds and getting mm-hmm. diff- getting different profiles for all those single hill um, selections, so uh, kind of exciting time. You know, it's a little tedious and there's a couple thousand samples that we need to run through in the next couple months. Um, but every morning we get to grind 24 at a time and it's you know the monotony is there, but it's like man when one of those one one of those varieties just pops you're like man that is unique that is really exciting kind of jot down numbers and uh tell jason what what uh our initial impressions were of those so um yeah we're we're looking forward to uh to next year already and uh working on our new facility so we're going to be bringing uh, all propagation in-house we've got a, a couple high level technical guys that just came on uh this this year and last year that'll be uh, helping us um build out our tissue culture lab and that's really going to help help drive uh, a lot of r- clean propagation that's going to serve our growers uh, for years to come so we're, we're excited for uh, what's on the horizon and yeah I guess hunkering down putting some meat in the freezer and hunkering down for the snow so there you go yeah
0: so uh, Justinian, did you uh have you had a chance to get up to Yakima during uh, hop harvest and selection when you were with stone or other brewers
2: yeah, not not for uh, for harvest or selection, but I, I did actually come uh, kind of like there was like a pre harvest sort of like hop tour, I think.
0: Sure. Um, that
2: I was able to to come up for. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was really amazing to see you know everything going on up there. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm thinking back to it now, and it's just uh, it's almost overwhelming thinking about the whole entire process, um, you know, that, that goes into everything whether it's from the farm and you know to the, the you know processing stations and, and every and you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: getting packaged and sure wow. <laughs> it was incredible to see
0: yeah i mean that's quite frankly the reason we exist is to make those connections with you guys and get you up here and, and introduce you to some of our hop growers and uh just kind of hang out and see what they do and and we really missed that this year with uh uh thing and and travel restrictions and and all that but oh they've got a evidently that we've got a vaccine now so hopefully uh in the very near future uh we'll be able to put covid in our rearview mirror for good and uh right. be able to uh, get things back to normal if if there is such a thing anymore
1: yeah for sure <laughs> definitely yeah
0: so uh well, hey, this is our, our last episode of the year. Joe, it's been a pleasure uh, having you on board. And uh, uh, we'll uh, give some thought to this in the off season and, and uh, discuss it a little bit at the Hot, hot Stove League. There you go. Uh, but uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us this year. And Justinian, thank you for uh, joining us today. It, it's uh, congratulations to your Dodgers and uh, – uh this uh I've I've actually had a couple sips of uh, Kershaw's wicked curve and it, it is a nice beer. I could see how that would be uh something you would enjoy on a warm day watching a baseball game. So well done.
1: Yeah, I've had more there than a couple sips. Uh, <laughs> and it's tasty. And yeah, we just wish you continued luck with, with uh that charity there and uh commend you on on that partnership and uh wish you continued success.
2: Awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm honored to be on and thanks for thinking of me. And, you know, I appreciate all that you guys do. Obviously, uh, most of what I do is not possible without that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're brewing beer or watching baseball, we wish you nothing but good hops. And with right, that, perfect. we'll yeah. sign off for the season and, uh, hope, hopefully we can get you up here, Justinian. And, and, uh, if we do, look us up we'll go have a beer and, and and go look at some hops absolutely anytime i can come to yakima i'd love to <laughs> all right Perfect. take care and and uh, best of luck as you continue to make amazing beer all right well thank you and the same to you thank you sir all right